Welcome, everyone. We got to keep an eye on this thing, you know. We might have a, a weird internet connection happening here. So, so much of this technology is dependent on how well things work. So, uh, welcome uh, to our podcast. So, um, we are, let's, this is a bit of a test. And like I said, this is like, like we're, we're new to this podcasting stuff. And so we are going to take a quick look here and see. Okay. So I'm seeing if things now. are going. It's going. We're on. Hi everybody. Yeah. How's it going? It. Yeah, we're on. I see it right there. Oh, but then I'm going to get, ah, uh, podcasting stuff. No, no. Yeah, don't. Feedback. We are. I got no, some, so no I doubling up. <laughs> don't don't log in while I'm there because I'm gonna get feedback. Okay, um, so yes, yeah, so we're here. So that's good. It's working. Awesome. I mean, you know, so it's kind of cool how we did this. So uh, let me get geeky for a moment. So uh, we got um, basically we have old. We have this is all an app-based multi-camera uh, system. And uh, we basically have old iPhones. These are old iPhones are our cameras. And um, so there's one there pointing at Sandy. Wave, Sandy. Say hi. See, there's Sandy. And then there's one. There's mine. There's another one. And then we have the third I, old iPhone that's up here. And um, we turned them into cameras and then run everything through an iPad. And we're able to do this 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 podcasting thing, so we're doing we're starting this out uh, a podcast called Music, Marriage, and Ministry because we want to talk about those aspects of of our life and um, and how it relates. I think I, I'd love to get in discussions with other people, um, and eventually we're going to be able to take live calls. And I uh, love to talk about some of the things that we see out there, some of the things that people struggle with, especially if you're worship leaders, especially if you're in church music, maybe you're a church musician, maybe you're a worship leader, and you have issues because there's about 300,000 churches in America, mm-hmm. which means there's probably about 300,000 people leading worship, and, uh, and it's all over the map. And it is a crazy time to be a church musician. There's so much demand. Um, and uh, we just, we, we feel for you and we'd love to encourage you and, um, and reach out to you. And of course, we also want to talk about some of the things that we're doing at Pure Worship Ministries. And you can find out some of that by going to our website, which is called pureworshipministries.org. Mm-hmm. We actually have a website. Yep. And, um, yeah, but first we want to wish everyone a happy Friday. You know, uh, one of the favorite things that I like to say to everyone is Shabbat Shalom. And that just means, you know, we wish you a very blessed weekend. We hope that you can have some time of rest. Not Shazbat. No, it's not Mork and Mindy Shazbat. No, (laughs) he always teases me about that, but. Uh, Shabbat Shalom, and uh, as you just kind of unwind from your week, we just really pray and hope that you have a great time with your family, um, celebrating with friends, and also just making time with the Lord. You know, He's He's He designed the week so that we could have a day 
off. And, you know, I don't know. It's sometimes difficult to find that margin, don't you think? Um, yeah. Like, because things, especially if you're a worship leader, because you're, you just keep going and going and going. Day off. What's a day off? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's saying it. He's saying it. Uh-oh. Got to carve out the time. That, that's the, that's, the, that's kind of the craziness that we live in. You know, we live in that, that crazy tension of, you know, so, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't really feel like I have days off, you know, which probably plays into a lot of my stress and anxiety because I just don't take that time right. to do that, right? you know, but if, when I do, yeah. then it's great, you know? So, so if we I think do. about it, like we have the hours in the day and then the night comes and, you know, God designed the rhythms of life like that, you know, with the sun rising and the sun setting. And so that's why I really like, um, setting aside time on Friday night just to relax, unwind, worship, really focus on the Lord. You come down, play some, a couple songs, mm-hmm. you know, just preparing my heart, you know, yeah. it's good to get in that. So I've been doing an artist course for the last uh, about 10 days and we're just learning about ritual and how um, getting into that rhythm really frees up the creative mind. So I don't know if you're a person out there struggling with that and you're longing to be more creative, more, you know, in tune with things. Um, you know, that's a huge, that's a huge deal. Getting into a, ri- a rhythm and a little bit of a ritual. You've been getting a pretty good rhythm lately because um, you've been working on a, a little thing called a book. I have. And, I have. You know, it's been cool because... Um, so, uh, for those of you that don't know, Sandy's been working on a book um, that has to do with her healing journey mm-hmm. of uh, discovering uh, music and how it has impacted her life. And so she decided to write a book. And we're doing a companion CD with the book. And so. Yeah. I don't so, mean, I don't want to sound like a commercial, but I just want people to know what we're doing. So they, you know, we have friends all over the place and, and, uh, and so I just want them to know what's happening, but, um, yeah, it's you're, been a, a new season. I mean, so you're kind of on a roll, like it's took a while to get going, didn't it? It's like, when, yeah, did, you start, when yeah. did you start the whole process? Oh boy. Well, the truth is I've, I've been doing a lot of writing for about five years but now it's time. It's been time to pull out the chapters, pull out the topics, kind of cement them together. So it's kind of been an, some of it's been an editing process, and then some of it's been um, just looking through my journals and then recreating um, stories and weaving in the scripture that goes along with it. So yeah, it's been quite a process. But I've been dedicatedly working on this for about six months. Awesome. Yeah. And and so now you're up to like what chapter? I'm on chapter six. Chapter six. So yeah, it's really starting to flow. Like they're starting yes. to. Ha- it's really starting to happen. So yeah, we're hoping we're hoping that this will get done by summer, and and, and we're also have we also have some songs mm-hmm. that are going to go along with it. I might even play a couple or just like give you a little sampling. Let's do that. Let's do a little sampling. Yeah, of sure. Because um, here it is. Um, one of them is this guy here called 
Kadosh. What does Kadosh mean? Kadosh means holy, holy, holy. sound like English to me. What's going on with that? <laughs> yes, um, I'm singing in Hebrew, and the Hebrew language is a beautiful, poetic, multidimensional language, and I've just enjoyed, you know. Multidimensional? I know. <laughs> I, mean, I love throwing those words around, but um, so yeah, like this week, I was looking at some, you know how we, we I love collecting old hymn books, right? And um, I was thinking back this week on all the hymn books my grandma gave me, and I actually collect them. It's really cool. So if anyone has any old hymn books you want to send me, I'd love that. But um, I was looking at uh, the Jewish uh, liturgical worship, and one of the musicologists at the turn of the century, because nothing had been written down, um, he went around and transcribed what he was hearing in Israel from synagogue to synagogue. And so I was um, kind of, it was kind of like peering back in time. You know, I think it was uh, 1923. And um, yeah, I'm looking at ancient melodies and that's part of my cool. book. Right. But um, so you're saying Hebrew is a multidimensional language. <laughs> so what does that mean, Sandy? Sounds, it means you have to put on 3D glasses and then go into the movie theater, yeah. and then they start spinning around. So this is a, this is the kind of stuff you're going to be talking about in your book. Yes, yes. So I I kinda, I'm just yeah. teasing you. I, I, know, I know, and I'm teasing I know you what back. You're I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, and I think we talked about this a little bit before, you know. I just, uh, uh, the, the um, you know, we're pretty passionate people. We're passionate about music. We're passionate about each other. We're passionate about uh, the Word of God. We're passionate about Absolutely. our relationship with Christ. You know, we're not perfect people, but we're passionate. And um, mm -hmm. and so uh, so we get pretty passionate about this stuff because it's really cool to to hear how um, you know uh, to hear these things like like you know what Hebrew. Uh, you know, the, the, what you say, multidimensional, I'll say multifaceted might be a better way to say mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. uh, the depth of it, mm -hmm. the, that language as it developed, you know, from symbols 
which symbols and pictures, which symbols right? and pictures, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, a, mm-hmm. the olive was a symbol of an ox. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then it kind of turned and then over the centuries it turned and into, uh, what so it literally looks was like, like today, like the head of an ox. So if you think like this, yeah. And then it, and then it turned. Right. And it turned it and it looks like what it looks like today, but also gave birth to even our own letter A, the Roman numeral letter A gave it, you know, it has, mm-hmm. has similarities, similarities to that. But the, um, what we're doing with this music is really, really cool because you're finding, uh, I don't know how much we should, should reveal because we're still got the book to come yeah. out, yeah. you know, but yeah, basically <laughs> there's, 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 there's all these. So, so when you look at Hebrew and you look at the letters, what's the, what's the multidimensional thing you're talking about? So one's a, what it's a, it's a letter, which is a, of a, 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 like a, a, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a letter, it's a sound. Yeah. And it's also has a meaning to it. So each letter, I, I think so that's, like that's, that's one thing that people don't realize is each letter has a sound and then it also has a meaning. Okay. So right. Aleph means strong. Okay. Right. Or leader or father. Right. It's, 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 a, it's symbolic. It has a meaning. Each letter does. Yeah. And then it also, um, so it has that picture of an ox and, um, then it also has a numeric value to it. Uh-huh. So yes. it has a, has a sound, it has a, a picture. picture and it has a numeric value. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then even then you can still break apart the letter. Right. Because the, like, for example, the letter Aleph is in three parts. So it has an upper part that's a yod and a lower part that's a yod. And the part that's in between is called the Vav. So right. you have three in one, which, uh, that's so exciting to me because it, because Aleph is in the word, even though the ah sound is silent, it's in the word Elohim, which means creator, God creator, mm-hmm. God, our creator. He is three in one. He's Trinity. He's wow. father, son, and Holy spirit. So right. three in one. So that's, mm-hmm. so it's just stuff like that. And that gets me excited. Right. And the whole numerical value thing is, is really cool. Cause, and we talked about that before too, um, just how, um, you know, we, you can add up those numbers and and they uh, they uh, they can give you an even deeper meaning into um, uh, the scripture, you know. Exactly. Um, for example, uh, <laughs> so what are you cooking up over there? <laughs> well, I think I, I think I talked about this before, but since this is our first official podcast, I'll I'll mention it again, right? So. Um, so there's a there's a passage in, in Genesis, uh, and I'm going to go there right now. Genesis, I think it's Genesis one fourteen. Okay. Yep. And um, Genesis one fourteen, um, it says, um, "And God said, Let there be lights in the vaults of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark 
sacred times and days and years. So there, there, so that passage is talking about the sun and the moon because right. it, it marks, uh, you know, when they're, you know, the moon phases of the moon, that's how they would, that's how that was their calendar mm-hmm. year was a lunar mm-hmm. year. And so they would use the moon as a guide for their calendar, um, in ancient times and still today. Um, we have a different calendaring system now, uh, but um, but there still is a lunar calendar. Chinese still use lunar calendar, mm-hmm. and, and Israel would still use a mm-hmm. lunar calendar. Um, it was but, to mark the festivals right. and the seasons, and, and also when they should plant. And in fact, it's it's funny we're talking about this because we're having daylight savings time yeah. this weekend, right. and I just mentioned about uh you know the sabbath and, and shabbat and taking a rest but what's cool so, is that word signs so you take that mm-hmm. word signs in in the in hebrew in the in in the hebrew and i don't know if this if this uh i think this will break it apart let's look up that word sign um in blue letter bible there's this cool website have you ever if you have, is that that's a cool i think that's the one right blue letter yes so if you if you haven't checked this out if blue letter Bible, if you've never checked it out, it's amazing because you can just like you can look up a verse and it just breaks it apart. Original language. Um, There's lots of study tools. Lots there. of study tools yeah. in there, exactly. So if I click on that verse, we see the word for sign. Um, uh, right here. Oath. Oat. Oat. Thank you. Oat. Oat. It's kind of like a Oat. th, but it's a hard sound. Right. Oat. Oat. So the word for sign, and and so we're talking about that multi-dimensional thing. If you add up the numerical value, and these new these numbers aren't just arbitrary. These numbers were just centuries old. This is because they didn't. This is how people counted back then. They could use mm-hmm. their letters to count. They mm-hmm. didn't have one. Two. They didn't have the. If you look at your Symbology. clock right now, yeah. you look at your clock. You look at your phone. It says one. You know, one, two, three, four. Those are symbols. Those actually aren't numbers. Those are just symbols of numerical values. They didn't have that until that was developed in in India and then brought into Arabia and then it is what it is today. So um, when you take the so people had to use letters mm-hmm. to to represent the numbers uh, in their cultures. And so when you take the numerical value of that word oat oat if I'm saying it right, it equals the number four hundred. And that's, that's so, so it's talking about the moon and the sun and it just happens to equal the number 400. Oh, well, 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 big, big whoop. You know, why is that so, why is that so cool? Why is 400 so big deal? Well, because the sun and the moon appear the same size in the earth's sky, but we all know they're not the same size, right? Right. We all know the sun is vastly bigger than the moon but if you go outside and you look at the sun which you shouldn't do but if you look at the sun and you look at the moon uh there they appear to be the same size from our perspective and the reason is is because the uh, is because the sun's diameter is 400 times greater but the sun is also 400 times further away and that's wow. why we can have a total eclipse. And how interesting that the numerical value for sine equals 400, right? right? right. So that's, that's like the God mic drop right there. Boom. It's like <laughs> 400. 
So it's stuff like that in the, so the Bible is just has all kinds of stuff. That was my email. <laughs> the Bible has all kinds of stuff like that, that, um, uh, that you can get deep into that and just go like, I mean, so, and that helps somebody like me who, you know, I struggle with, with doubt and I struggle with like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not much of a feeler, you know, I'm all, I'm a thinker, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I kind of need those things in my life, you know, to like, go like, you know, that makes it real for me, you know? Well, you and, also, we both love science, uh, right. you especially, um, that was one of the first things we had in common when we met is we both love science and technology and, um, looking up at the stars well, at night. A, when we met, I was an atheist. So yeah, true. <laughs> I was living in San Francisco and I was, uh, um, literally across the street from the San Francisco science Academy. And that's where I lived. And every Wednesday, uh, first Wednesday of every month, they had free science day or free museum day in all of San Francisco. Now they still have that, but they spread it out now. But, um, and I would go over there and I would look at, you know, all of the, uh, uh, the fossil records and stuff. And, you know, it just would just, that would confirm my, my belief system. I did, it was a belief system. My mm -hmm. belief system was I believe there was no God that we're, we're here by accident and, uh, and happenstance. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that happened because, um, I, uh, didn't you have like a crazy science a, teacher or something? I, in my freshman year in high school, um, I had a, a science teacher who said, um, first year, first day of the of the, of the school year said, who here believes in God? Just raise your hand, raise your hand right now. And I, I, I don't, of course, you know, a couple people did. Most people probably just wouldn't, was, would, wouldn't have the guts to do it being a freshman, you know, what are you, 13, 14 years old? Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so a couple people did. And then he said, um, by the end of this class, you will no longer believe in God. And he was, he, his whole purpose was to, uh, prove that God's not real. That was the purpose of the science class. Mm. And of course I being, you know, young and impressionable dude going, I thought, man, that dude's cool. I want, mm -hmm. I want to know what he knows. He knows something. He must know something. I want to know what he knows. And I, I learned everything I could about how, you know, amino acids can form into RNA and RNA would eventually become DNA and, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, the little, the little <laughs> goofy, uh, lightning experiment with the gases and, you know, and how life was sparked and, you know, and, and, uh, wow. you know, which there's a lot to say about the, the fallacy of that experiment, but they, you, you even went to the Denver, um, natural history museum, uh, a couple of weeks ago and they still, they still, that experiment's still up there. This experiment they did that is really not a quality experiment, yeah. uh, but they still cite that as like proof that, uh, life happens. But anyway, that, that can get, I don't want to get too deep into that because then we just start talking about all kinds of craziness. But, um, but, uh, 
but you know, even though, even though I, 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 I believed in that wholeheartedly and, uh, that, uh, I was driven and, um, I, uh, pursued my music in high school and finally in college and went to San Francisco and, and, uh, that's when, um, I was there in San Francisco and I just remember just going like, I, I don't know, there's just, I still, I just feel empty inside. I feel like there's something that's not, I need something else. There's, there's gotta be mm-hmm. some purpose for me. And, and, uh, uh, here I am in the city of a million people in five square miles. And I just felt like the loneliest person on the planet. And I called out to a God I didn't believe in. And I said, God, if you're real, then, uh, fill this void inside of me, mm-hmm. you know? And the next day, the next morning, the phone rang and it was you. And, I called and, you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that that's so funny because I was raised to never call boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> and so, um, uh, uh, of course, we knew each other because a couple of years prior to that, a couple of years prior to that, we were working together in a funk band. Oh, my goodness. Are you really going to tell this story? Uh, a <laughs> funk band uh, called, I still remember it now. I won't even say the name of it. <laughs> yeah, don't. It's just, but, um, it's too embarrassing. Because because they, this, this band took out an, uh, uh, an want ad in the Sacramento Bee looking for musicians and singers and key because they said, we're, we're going to open uh, We're going to play Arco arena and open for uh, Janet Jackson. I'm like, okay. So being stupid teenagers, we went and auditioned. Oh and my gosh. It's so funny. We got in the band, but, um, I remember you, uh, I was in, so they, they liked me and they let me be their keyboard player and, uh, and then you auditioned and, and to be a background singer, be a background singer. And, and I, I, and so we, uh, we tried writing music together, try writing our R and B pop music at the, you know, eighties, right? So it's late eighties. So we're talking like oh pebbles. My goodness. Pebbles, Paula Abdul, oh Mercedes. Here's the crazy thing. The those. closest thing that I came to in listening to R&B was like Whitney Houston. But yeah. She's so pop. It's so, like, it's so like funny. She's the whitest R&B artist out there. So. <laughs> I was really a but, pop head. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty but, funny. You know, we tried. It, we tried. We it, tried. It was pretty bad. And, um, and so we kind of lost touch because we just couldn't write any good songs and and I remember. Oh, um, you were very focused. Like you're like, yeah. I want to be a hit songwriter you, and a producer. And you took me to see some Christian rock heavy metal band. I hated it. Yeah, they were in in spandex. Yeah, I was just like, what is this, man? <laughs> That's pretty hideous. I know it's the '80s, but I was always kind of more the like, I was either I was into art, I was into um, like punk music and alternative music, or they called it modern rock back then. And wow. Um, and new wave and so i wasn't into metal man i, I thought metal heads were stupid and and uh and um and so you took me to see this christian metal band i was just like whatever man and um but um but it's funny so so you called me so the, so fast forward you called me and <laughs> and we started dating this time so Uh-oh. you know and our you know and so do you remember what our 
our uh, first date was. Oh, yeah. Our first date was a movie. So you loved going to movies. I didn't ever really go to that many movies, but we went to an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> That's right. Okay, we just dated ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah, so we went to Indiana Jones and uh, The Last Crusade. Yep. And um, and uh, and 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 then we start, you know, falling in love. And he kept trying to tell me about God, and I was like, whatever. And yeah. uh, it's so funny because you know, even though I prayed that prayer, I, you know, it's just it still didn't quite sink in. And then, uh, and then we, but our, our relationship started getting more and more serious. And uh, you know. Got married. We just celebrated 29 years together. Yep. Can you believe that? And uh, it doesn't seem like it, does it? Does it to you? Does uh, it seem like that long? No, because I don't remember much anyway. So, <laughs> but no. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I do remember that we, um, you know, we were pretty serious, and but you were kind of really schizophrenic and. Wait a minute, schizophrenic. Yeah, because he kept breaking up with me. Oh, okay. And, you know, and I, was, I didn't know what the heck was going on. <laughs> you know, and so I, I think you were struggling with like that. I, you know, I wasn't a believer. Yes. And, uh, you know, and uh, and so that was that was stressful, but um. So I even moved away. I was like, you know, forget it. I'm out of here. Remember that? Yeah. I moved. I moved to Santa Cruz. Got a job at a radio station. Yep. And um, I was like, but then we called and said, well, let's try again. We made up and, and, uh, and then we started getting more serious and more serious. And uh, one thing led to another. And, uh, well, I got pregnant. There you go. That's what happens, you know, when, when you're young and stupid. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so you were pregnant. And I'm like, uh, well, I want to do the right thing. I want to get married. I want to get well, married. Here's when I knew that you really loved me is when I told you. First of all, I had told myself, okay, I'm not going to tell him while he's driving the car on the freeway. But that didn't work because that's exactly what I did. And he almost crashed the car. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But we were going to the zoo, and then you just you just sat there, and you're just like, oh, we're not going to the zoo. I'm I'm we're going somewhere else. And you took me to a bookstore and bought me a book on pregnancy, yeah. <laughs> how to be healthy. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it just really hit me. Like how, how caring you were and how much you loved me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. But, but I want him in my life. I wanted you in my life. Yeah. And so we, um, so I said, well, let's get married. And you said, well, and we decided to do counseling. And uh, and I said, well, pick a counselor because I don't know any. And you picked uh, this guy named Clarence Wolf. <laughs> and I didn't know he worked for Billy Graham. But, uh, but you know, so all of a sudden I'm in his office and he's laying down the four spiritual laws at me. I'm like, holy smokes. And um, but but it was kind of it's kind of cool because for somebody that was so logical, as me, I never really understood the whole concept of Christ. 
as as uh, as redeemer and mm -hmm. and you know and and when he laid it out it kind of made a lot of sense i was like huh yeah and i thought well what do i have to lose you know and so i i started you know i prayed to receive christ and and that was in 19 that was november 18th 1989 wow and um and you stood up in church and gave your testimony blew my mind blew everybody's mind and we were we were on board i was on board with it man because when i get on board with something i'm kind of i'm kind of that way you know as you know i've always i've struggled with addiction and 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 uh and, and uh substance abuse and um you know if if you're familiar with people that are like that you know that we kind of uh, as addicts we kind of live extreme we live in extremes Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're all in or all out. There's like, it's either, all, it's either, you know, we've got to have our coffee super hot and our Coke super cold, you know, or our soda super cold, you know, ice water, you know, mm -hmm. we're just extremes that mm -hmm. way, you know? Um, and so I was all in, I was all in and I jumped all in and, uh, grew like crazy. Yeah. Um, so, like, next to his Bible, you guys, this is so funny, but amazing and a miracle from God, really. So, uh, one of the first books that he got, and he had put his Bible here, and then right next to it was Walter Martin's Kingdom of the Cults. And the reason why was he had people in his life that, came, that were Jehovah's Witnesses, that were into Mormonism, and he was just like, I want, I want to find out the truth. And, like, he read it cover to cover like it's like this giant encyclopedia about every every cult that is known and he just grew and grew and grew and he could defend his faith and it just kind of blew my mind really yeah i was um uh we uh got married pretty quick after that and my first my first job was um working as a um envelope stuffer as it you know that's glamorous yeah envelope, i stuffed envelopes and um and so eight hours a day i'd stuff envelopes and get this table and you know, envelopes and it's all like political mailings you know and then really it was political mostly political yeah oh, i forgot about that and um and so you just stuff these envelopes and 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 there's a six-foot table and then there's another six foot table in front of me with another guy that's stuffing envelopes and we're, and he's my age too. We're both like 21 and, um, he is a brand new, I'm a brand new Christian and he's a brand new Jehovah's witness. And so every, every, um, every day he'd ask me a question and I'd be like, well, I don't know. And then I'd have to go home and, and figure out something. And, and then I'd come back with a question for him and, and, and we did this back and forth for a year wow. for a whole year. And that's what just elevated my, my knowledge of, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, Christianity and, and, and my faith. Um, uh, and you know, in hindsight, it was great cause I needed that foundation. And also in hindsight, it's not the most important thing in my life. It's kind of funny. You know, it's like, I need that solid foundation. It's like, you need that solid foundation, but the house isn't complete until you get the relationship component down. Mm -hmm. And that didn't come till much later, but, mm -hmm. um, and that's probably, wow. we can probably talk about that later, but, yeah. um, 
This is really good. But, I, I uh, think there's a lot of people that don't know our story, and I think it took a lot of years for us to be able to talk about our story because, you know, it's just like the enemy to just wrap you in shame and guilt and fear, you know, about what the struggles you've had, the failures you've made, the mistakes you've made, the wrong choices. But the coolest thing is how God just turns it all around, you know, and your mess becomes your message. That's why I love, I love saying that because yeah. your mess becomes <clears throat> your message. And honey, I'm looking at the clock and we don't have that much time because we're actually going to take a friend out for birthday. Yep. But I just thought that's really cool. We, we kind of hit on marriage and I just want to hit on music a little bit. So today is International Women's Day. So to all you ladies out there, happy International Women's Day. I have so many beautiful women in my life that have mentored me, encouraged me, supported me, and I just, you know who you are, and I just love you. And I was also thinking about, you know, on this day, who's been an influence in my life as far as music. And one of my favorite hymn writers is Fanny Crosby. And I don't know if you realize this, but she wrote over 8,000 hymns. Blessed Assurance, and just so many songs I grew up with. I love her music, and she was born blind. I also found out today, I just did a little research on her, and she actually went to a school for the blind in New York City. And she ended up writing poetry and speaking to presidents and, and um, just becoming very well known and God just really used her, but she didn't come to Christ till later in her life. So I thought her whole story, I'm going to be finding out even more about her life because as a songwriter, as someone who writes, I love rearranging hymns and putting that into what I do and what we do at church. And so she is just a, a strong woman of courage and, um, and her, her music is just so beautiful and just that she had these challenges early in her life and she overcame them. I just thought that's just an inspiring story for today. I just wanted to share that. That's cool. Um, the, uh, yeah, so let's just, yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, so yeah, thanks for, uh, being here. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're trying really hard to finish this project. So please keep us in your prayers and your thoughts and, um, as we uh, try to get this music done, that's going to coincide with this book, and um, we could really use your help. Uh, it is costing some money to produce all this stuff, so if you feel so inclined, if you would pray about it, becoming part of our team and becoming a team a, a team member, mm -hmm. uh, joining with us to do something that God has called us to do, which is to um, uh, show the healing music of the Bible and man, you're going to be, you're going to want to listen to some of these podcasts coming up. Cause as we get closer and closer to this book being done, you're going to be amazed at, uh, how, how this whole thing unraveled and what it means for music and, and, and how, and just, just some cool, cool things. I've just been blown away. Um, so uh, a year ago, we um, led worship at the Southern California Book Writers Conference, and now Sandy's writing a book. I'm writing so a book, something I never really thought cool. I would do. 
Um, also, just to let you know, this next Monday, Monday, uh, which is only a couple days from now, uh, there is a songwriter showcase at Third Space Coffee. Off, on, that's on Academy, and um, it's at 7 p.m., so come out to that. Sandy has a couple of songs that she's uh, being uh, featured with, uh, along with Jared Anderson. It's really cool. And yeah. a bunch of other songwriters from New Life, so pretty cool stuff. And then finally, um, you know, uh, I just wanted to show, show you guys this. That's what we used to look like when we... <laughs> Before we were married, so since we're kind of talking oh about goodness. this, oh my goodness, did you find that photo? So oh we, because so, we moved here to Colorado. So when we moved here to Colorado, we had, um, uh, you know, we had to go through all our stuff, and, and so this is the very, very first photo that was taken up at Apple Hill. That we ever that was ever taken of uh -huh. us. A place called Apple Hill with apple orchards. It was one of our favorite places to go to. Oh my goodness! And we stood next funny? to that tree, and now that and the tree was um, just was a like little a bit. Little tree. It was, it was like just a, a little tree. bit higher than we were at that time. It was maybe about eight foot tall tree, eight to ten feet. And now that tree is over thirty to forty feet tall. So it's pretty fun when we go back there in California. We get to see it. And uh, right. So so just remember go to um, go to pureworshipministries.org. And click on the donate button or sign up on our email list. We are yeah. a uh, part of Artists and Christian Testimony International. We're actually a department of them, which allows us to function as a nonprofit. Yes, we are. So when so that's so when we finish right. this CD, this is what's cool. We've I've never done this before, and I'm really really excited about this. Since we're functioning as a nonprofit, when we're done with this CD, we're not selling it. We're giving it away. So we want to give this music yes, away, for a donation, and um, yes. and so and 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 taking the music in places where most people won't expect. Yeah. Like I have been into elder care homes, you know that's something you don't get paid for, and and prisons, um, wherever the Lord opens the door. We we began this ministry because we said, you know, we don't want to be limited. Uh, we want to be open and ready to go, even as as musicianaries. I like. Uh, that term musicianary so wherever god opens the door whether it's on the street or in someone's home we've been at people's bedside as they're passing away and you know it's um that's a that's a holy moment it's a humbling moment and uh, we want to go and minister healing and pray with people and that's that's the heart of this ministry and you guys we're doing a podcast not to um to be special or set ourselves apart, we want to develop a community of people, a community of songwriters, a community um, that cares for one another, ministers to one another. And so we're and inviting we, you to be part yeah, of that. We want to yeah. hear what's happening in your world. Oh, absolutely. So if you're interested in being part of our podcast, send us an email, send us a little text, a note or something. It's easy to find us. Just go on the web and search yeah. for our names. There's pureworshipministries.org or stevensandy.com yeah, or sandyfandy.com. We, um, we aren't the experts in marriage or and, anything. Uh, so we, 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 we want to hear from, from you. Yeah, yeah, we want to hear from other worship leaders, uh, other ministries. Maybe you want to get on here and talk about your ministry. Um, yeah. That's what we want to do and support each other yeah. as we uh, continue to do and, and do this endeavor. And uh, thanks for uh, listening and watching. Yeah. And also just to keep you encouraged during the week, 
We have Pure Worship Radio. So we it's a station that we launched about seven years ago. And um, we'd like to do some things that would help that grow as well. But we hope that that encourages you this week. Just listening to worship and getting in tune with the Holy Spirit in your life and the direction God wants you to go. So pureworshipradio.com. Right. Love you guys. Mwah. Thanks for okay, listening. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will see you next time. Here, I'm going to play out. And Oh, Sandy's going to play out. What does that mean? You're going to play some music? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Hold your horses, everyone. She's going to play some music. Music sounds like that. <laughs> it's Shabbat. I have to play Shabbat okay. song. <laughs> That's great. All right. So thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>